Someone's passion for something can have an intense emotion that drives them to act in certain ways. It often comes from an area of life that they are interested in and have a profound connection to. This strong emotion can be used to inspire people to do the things they enjoy and, most importantly, help people and the communities that they are a part of. Using their passion, people have the chance to interact with and contribute to the world around them, feeling a sense of purpose and empowerment. With the experience of driving your own destiny and having a lasting effect on the lives of those around you, passions can act as a source of motivation, creativity and growth for both the individual and the collective. This year's school theme is Compass, which we are perceiving to have a link with the word direction. As a result of this, we will be exploring the passions of our guest speakers and discover how they have used their passions to direct themselves to do something that has helped the community. Welcome to the Penley and Essendon Grammar Pegs cast. This is the podcast where we love to talk about the big things in life that don't usually get talked about. I'm Charlotte Roberts, Year 12 student at Penley and Essendon Grammar School. And I'm Philactosai, also a student in my final year at Pegs. Before we get started, I need to let you know that nothing we say on here can be taken as personal advice. Also, Penley and Essendon Grammar School acknowledges the Wurundjeri and Tunurong people as the traditional custodians of the land upon which our school stands. We pay our respects to the elders, past and present, and affirm our commitment to the ongoing work of reconciliation. For more information about this podcast episode, please head to our website, pegs.vic.edu.au. Today we are pleased to welcome Daryl Cruz, a VCE teacher at the Larkin Centre at Penley and Essendon Grammar. Mr Cruz, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here today. We're really thrilled that you have joined us and we're looking forward to hearing about your story. Thanks for having me. Let's get straight into it, shall we? Tell us a bit about yourself. What is your passion and when did you start noticing this was your passion? It's an interesting question. What is my passion? I guess I often when people ask me what my passion is, I, uh, I'm really passionate about um, uh, economics and I love listening to economic podcasts in my spare time. But um, when I really think about what's, I guess, developed me and one of my great passions is social justice and social justice has been a very big part of my, of my journey along the way. Can you tell us some stories about how your passion has directed you to do something or more than one thing that has benefited a person or a group of people or the community? Feel free to go off on as many tangents as you want. We encourage you to speak about the multiple layers of your experience that explore how your passion and story have evolved over time. Wow, what a question. Um, I guess when I start this, I guess I, I talk about where my passion came from and I, certainly when I was a high school student, um, Social justice was the absolute last place I went anywhere near. I had zero interest in it, and I always thought it was a little bit of a strange thing. And uh, years later, I went off into the world of chartered accounting, and I, um, I studied accounting and was very motivated by um, all things accounting and making lots and lots of money for my, uh, my clients, most of which were, were specialist doctors in the time who were making lots of money. And I was a very big part of me. And... I during I, I did my professional year. So my professional year was my was a course you do to become a chartered accountant, and it's a you're literally just leaving work at seven o'clock at night, hitting the books at eight o'clock at night, have a quick bit of dinner, probably study till two in the morning, wake up at six thirty, go to work. I did that for about eighteen months, and my only break was on a Saturday night. And on a Saturday night, I'd go down to St Kilda with a few mates, and we'd go get a, a I mean, there was a little pizza place there. We'd grab a pizza, and and just go for a bit of walk and relax but it was really it was a really tough couple of years of study and pardon me one of the things we used to see was the the soup van 
coming down. I was really interested in it and I really thought that's a really interesting thing people do with their time and I sort of watched it every week and I thought when I finish this, I'm going to go and find out about this. So a couple of years later, I finished my course and uh, I was speaking to someone and they said, oh, look, uh, and I said, I've heard you guys are involved in the soup van. Do you know where I can find out? And they, they said, oh, you go speak to this girl. She does the soup van and um, I, I met her and did this for... 18 months with a really good group, of well, a few years, but it was 18 months of doing it every week with a, a really good group of, of friends who I met over the years. And it really probably was where I ended up into teaching, to be honest, because I sort of thought, geez, there's so much more to the world than, um, than making money. And um, the, the we, we, as I said, I made a, a really good close friends. It was very interesting down the track. The uh, the, the girl who I um, who I met is now my wife. So, uh, so that was a really... Um, a really interesting story and probably a little bit about one of the great things I think we saw at an assembly last year was a bunch of teachers talking about how their passion shaped them and the, my passion certainly uh, shaped me and you know, I guess it's where I've, I, I see the world in a, different, a very different way now and even the way I see students and I've got a real uh, a passion for making sure that everybody along their way not just learns how to be an accounting student but also learns there are bigger things out there than just simply being in... Uh, yeah, then your, your career, you can certainly add a lot more to your life there. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. A lot of us think that the world is just about making money and how we can further ourselves, what our future goals are, what our future family might be like, whereas the, the world is so big. It has so many people and it is our responsibility because we have such a privilege to help other people and do what we can for others. Are there any other examples of ways that you used your passion to help someone, a group of people, or the community? Yeah, absolutely. We've um, part, one of the things we spoke about when we uh, when we got married very early days is, is getting into foster care. So we've done we've been foster carers for a, a good seventeen years now, just before my first son was born. And so we've had over fifty kids come through our house, some for a day, some for a week, some for a matter, of, some for months. Some we still see now, you know, 16, 17 years later, we still see those kids and we catch up and you know, we've seen that what their lives can do from our contribution to that. Um, I think another interesting story was, uh, was we had a couple of kids come and stay with us once who came over on a Friday night and when they came, one was one, one was three. And they, we were told on the Friday night that those kids would never, uh, would be apart. They were two brothers. They would have to, uh, on the Sunday, they'd go to separate houses because there was no one else who could take them. Um, and when they left on the Sunday, we were, there was a lot of stories over the weekend. We put them into the same cot because they couldn't sleep. Um, we had an amazing doctor who diagnosed one with asthma never being diagnosed. Often these kids get missed because they're changing houses all the time. Uh, so, some awesome people. But when they left on the Sunday, they left with um, a supermarket bag full of um, of their world's belongings. And when I, the old sort of crinkly bag, not as big as the Coles ones, and in it was their pyjamas and a teddy bear. And we had to decide where that went. And it was really interesting. We, it was, it was, I couldn't tell the story without crying. Years ago, I can now. But I, I, we sorted it out. We gave them some toys. But I told this story to my year 10 class 10 years ago now. And they went out and started a project called Eddie's Backpacks. And they, that, backpack, that project gives a backpack of, of goodies to kids um, who go into care. You know, teddy bear, picture frame, the whole thing. And I think that's done about two and a half, three thousand packs in the last ten years. I've I now do it here. We've done it by old school. They continue to do it, and luckily, some of our students last year got to hand over some packs to some kids. So um, I think 
that's real social justice. That's real practical stuff. I'm not a big cash fundraiser. I'm very big into into doing. We've got give back week coming back coming up yeah. soon. That's all about. Um, I think teaching you know peace kids that very little simple things can make a huge change. We don't need to just raise twenty five thousand dollars. We can give an Easter egg to a kid in need or something as simple as that. Yeah, it's wonderful. I really, I really respect how much you've done for the school's community. How you've fostered a sense of, like. Well, giving back, of building, like, having all these different events. Um, I remember the Pancake Drive. That was really awesome. I just really liked how, it, like, it felt really, like, it was such a sudden uh, response as well, and I really appreciated it, and it was really cool. So, yeah, well done. It's just really impressive. Absolutely, and I'll use the word student-driven. I did a bit, but the <laughs> students did everything there, so well done. Why do you love doing what you do? Wow, that's... That's presumptuous, isn't it, that I do love doing what I do? I do. I, I love it. And I, I, I say this, that I've never worked a day in teaching. It's one of, the, one of the luckiest jobs you can ever have. And it took me a long time. I was in my early 30s before I came to it. Uh, but I love doing it because, and I was talking to a few students about this yesterday, that every little bit I can, I can teach a student, they take it on. And they do it on, and um, I've got a, a great story of the one of the students who actually was one of the first ones who started Eddie's Backpacks, and I ran into him into the city uh, during when we just come out of lockdowns, and I looked at him, I said, I know you, and we had this this great chat, and he actually came and spoke to our kids online, but he was telling about his job interview, and he said, I had a job interview at IBM, and during the interview that they uh, the guy said, we get everyone same resume, da 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 tell me about this Eddie's backpacks. And he said it was the reason he got the job at, at IBM. And I thought that was awesome, not just because, hey, yeah, look, it's about getting our careers and our ATARs and all that stuff like that. But it also shows you that um, from an employer perspective, they're trying to do good and they're trying to develop you know, good citizens and things like that. So I think you know, I'm really lucky to work with um, with you know, teenage kids. They're a fantastic uh, demographic and I'm, I'm very lucky. So what are the plans for the future? That's a very good question, isn't it? Um, short term, uh, we've certainly got Give Back Week coming here. We've got uh, Big Blue Bonanza. One of, my, one of my dreams is to really develop our understanding of homelessness. I think it's a massive issue um, in Melbourne. We saw during lockdowns that actually we almost solved it. We actually got people out of homeless um, situations into hotels to protect the, us, the wealthy. So... We know we can fix it, and I think part of that is educating our community that if we get together, not all, and, and and fixing that problem makes a society safer. It makes it easier when we go into the city and things like that. So my dream is to, and I think it will happen. We'll have a, a peg sleepover. Um, I'd love that to happen this year or next year, but that's that's going to happen. So that's probably my my biggest plan. That sounds so fun and important too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, it's fun. It's Sorry, fun. I like sleepovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's got to be fun. Social yeah, justice has yeah. got to be fun. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking like it would be in the courtyard because then like, I don't know, I think you do it in tents and like sleeping bags. I don't know. That'd be cute and fun. I, I was thinking over, but I really like the courtyard. Yeah. It's, yeah thank you know, for that. Courtyard. And there's lights in the courtyard. So it's not yeah. like, you, it's not like you're scary. No one's going to trip over. <laughs> and there's a lot of space. People don't understand how big the courtyard is. It's actually yeah. really nice. It's very reflective of how the people who are homeless actually live exposed to the environment. Yeah. All those kinds of things. Yeah, Dep- completely dependent on weather yeah. and temperature. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, for the most important question, does pineapple belong on pizza? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Correct. That's correct answer. <laughs> yeah. That's correct answer. 
happy we have a consensus with all three of us. <laughs> um, so if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? I did, I did think about this one. I don't know. Um, I guess, look, I'm a bit of a, a, a slogger. I, I believe in things take time and things are organic. So the idea of a, having a superpower which does something immediately, to be honest, doesn't work for me. I really like the idea of, you know, building up that knowledge, building up that education and make things happen as a slower process. And I feel that, you know, if things can happen immediately and I can sort of cheat my way around it, that uh, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. But, um, yeah, no, I, I don't think I'm a superpower person. Fair enough. It's a really interesting answer. <laughs> yeah. Never heard that. No. I always hear like... I don't do superpowers. I, so. I always hear like, I want supervision. Like, well, what can you do with that? Okay. And finally, if you could do a meet and greet with oh. someone, who would it be and why? Ah, oh, this is this is one. I, I love this one. I'm going to go completely off social... A little bit off social justice here, but it's a guy called David Williams. And David Williams is a... Um, is a, a CEO of a lot of companies that I've invested in. Mm-hmm. And I, one thing I really like about Dave Williams is... It takes a semi-social justice approach to his investing. So he invests in companies that um, that provide good. So a lot of a lot of medical tech. Um, one of the shares I really love, Mr. Cashman or No Polynovo. A bit down today, Polynovo. But one of the things I love is it's it's about creating um, you know products that you know heal quicker, heal cheaper, providing you know medical tech to the third world and things like that. So I. Uh, I still got that money obsession, which comes from my years of accounting, but I really think that there are ways that we can do things in the world. So Dave Williams, not many would have heard of him, but Google him. He's a pretty interesting guy. Can I just say before we wrap this episode up, it's so nice to hear about your passion and like how you're working with the community in the way that you are. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so very much for your time and sharing your story, Mr. Cruz. Are there any final words of advice you would like to provide for our listeners? I think doing what you two are doing and just getting a little bit out of your comfort zone and getting involved. I know you said you're both involved in, in Feminist Collective and it was interesting in, when we spoke earlier, you said, oh, I'd love to do a bit of social justice, but it's it's a little bit out of you know what where my exact passion lies now. And I think that's, that's really important. I think sometimes I see people put their hand up for 25 things that aren't their passion and they sort of feel like it should be their passion. Um, yeah, get outside your comfort zone, have a bit of fun. And I think getting back to that question you asked earlier about why, you know, why do you love doing what you do? Love doing what you do. It's really important. Um, thanks so much for taking your time and chatting with us. It's been awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's actually really has been awesome. Well, <laughs> <guys>. <laughs>